0: All right we are live i am joined today with a guest steve o'reilly who does amazing coaching helping you get started with something that you really enjoy in life because too many of us spend decades of our lives in jobs we don't like on paths that we don't know how to get out of kind of feeling trapped so We've got some help for you today to really uncover what it is that you're actually going to feel fulfilled by in life and and how to get started on that. Welcome.
1: All right. Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Would you like to start by telling us a little more about yourself and your your journey?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, my journey has been uh, many years of... um, kind of started out in my hometown got a job in the paper mill welding trade you know six years i was last one in first to go in the big layoff and everybody had said you know steve you got it made you're going to retire out of there And it's like wow, I feeling pretty good about it you know and uh then all of a sudden i'm let go so i had a family a couple of kids and some pets and What are we going to do? You know, it was a big shock, but I didn't take it that way. I just said, well, we'll we'll find something, you know, and I I said I wanted to be the guy that did the sales, uh, you know, showing us new gases and new welding products and that type of thing. So I got that job and went into it with a great attitude, just, you know, like that's how I'm made up, I think, just good attitude is always half full or better you know
0: it's not half full it's almost
1: half full right (laughs) so uh with that attitude just kind of helped increase my opportunities within the company and uh, would take advantage of any opportunity that came along so you know when you work and you're carrying a good attitude and you're in front of people all the time and you get to you know, help and serve people. Uh, that's that's the way I took the job and uh, really enjoyed the career, uh, quit, joined the competition. Um, and then in 2008 got let go and became an entrepreneur and did a number of different things. Um, That's a whole other podcast to uh, just search and find what's next. What's next? What do you really want to do? Right. So I've always enjoyed sales and helping people. So ended up in the investment business and really, I guess, tried different things. I was a stockbroker for six months and didn't really enjoy it. Didn't learn a lot about it, I guess, uh, enough to be dangerous probably, but wasn't making anybody any money. Uh, really enjoyed private investments in real estate. And after a while, just kind of got down in the dumps, and feeling kind of depressed. And uh, I was walking down Calgary, if anybody is familiar with Canada and Alberta. So Calgary is one of the cities in the, uh, in the West here in Canada. And oil and gas is the main industry in Alberta. And Calgary is kind of the office vision of that. Anyway, I'm walking down the street. I had just brought in a trade. It didn't seem like it was much money. The commission was very low on it. And uh, I was kind of just feeling pretty down about things. Come to the corner of Third Street and Fourth Avenue. And there's a guy with a, a couple with them. The two men are dressed in top hats and they were all dressed very nice. And he's trying to take a picture, a selfie with, with the three of them. And get the store in the background, you know. So he's struggling with, it. <clears throat> excuse me. So I have to ask him, you know, can I help you? Oh, yes, my good man. Take my phone. Um, I'm just going to walk these people to their car and I'll be right back. If you give me three minutes. I said, yeah, sure. I said, just go in the store there and wait for me. So I go in the store and I'm waiting around. And uh, on the up over the door, he had a caption that said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I kept looking around the store and then I kept going back to that, reading that phrase over and over and over again. I don't know how many times I read it. And then anyway, he shows up a few minutes later and we have a great conversation. He's telling me a number of different things, asking me all kinds of questions. And anyway, 10 or 15 minutes later, it's like, hey, I gotta get going. Great to meet you. You know, hope to see you again sometime. And uh, and off I go. And I'm driving home, and I'm just thinking like that phrase: when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And then after listening to the guy and just enjoying the conversation, I thought, wow, what a great guy. You know, just so positive and so. It's like I used to be like that. <laughs> and I, and it was. At that moment, that part in the highway, I'll still, I always remember it. It was like, it clicked. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And it was like, that's what I needed to do. I needed to change. The way I was looking at things was just, you know, it was negative. And uh, that was when, that was the start of it.
0: I love the perspective that you have now when you talk about all these different things that you tried and I think about my past and all of the different industries and jobs that I tried. And I always felt like I was failing all the time. Like I'm not good at anything. I'm like to such a brat that I'm not like able to just do this job. Like everybody else does. And I hated myself for that. But when I listened to you talk about, yeah, I did this. And then, I decided to give this thing a try and then I discovered this thing and I went and did that. And it's just, it has such a lighter feeling about it. And it's the same I but it really is like in the perspective.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess I'm from Newfoundland. So in Newfoundland we say it's all the way you hold your mouth. Right. So you can be frowning about everything, you know, and be down the dumps and, and hate things or, you could be smiling about things and feeling good about things. And, hey, that didn't work out, but don't try something else, you know.
0: Yeah, there's endless so opportunities guess, out there, and you can keep on trying till you find one that suits you or one that suits you for a while, for a season, then try exactly. something
1: else. <laughs> right, but all the time you're learning and all the time you're doing your best at the job. And when you can't do your best at the job, then you know it's time to move on right it's time to move on so uh for anybody looking for change here's a book it's certainly not my book but let me just put that up there the four agreements um don mcgill ruiz i hope i pronounced his name correctly but brilliant book it's a short book um, real easy read and man, the four agreements just make so much sense. And one of the agreements is do your best at whatever you're doing. You hate that job. All right, well, do your best at it. And you will find your way out of it. Right? Someone will notice that, well, you know, he always does a good job. Maybe he'd be good for this other job or or whatever it you is. is. You'll, you'll search for something else and you'll find something else and you'll be able to quit that job. Right? But you don't want to be showing up with a shitty attitude and just not doing a good job because if there is ever a promotion, you probably ain't going to get it. If
0: you're, <laughs> you
1: know, if you're thinking that way, right. So, yeah, that's so, so true. do a good I've
0: job. Right? A agreement, so I've never read it. So I'll have to add that to my list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, all like for three years, I've been studying uh, something else. But when i read this just a few days ago one of the guys that uh, i'm following mentioned it in his presentation. It's like hey we got that in the library i gotta go get that so i go out, sure enough it's there and uh i sit down i read it i'm probably halfway through before i stopped reading it was like it is light reading but it's so powerful like it's it'll resonate with everybody mm. yeah So that's definitely a a good one. If you're looking for change, looking to see if there's something else for you, then start there. Like it's a really good eye opener, right?
0: And you're in the process now of transitioning to something new. I know you're moving and starting some new stuff. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah. So I guess getting back to that, moment of truth, when you change the way you look at things and things you look at change. Um, I went on a search then, and I found a mentor. And I, I watched, he's got a ton of stuff on YouTube and anywhere, Facebook, like, you know, got a good social media marketing group. And he's been doing it for 60 years. And uh, so I started watching a video every day, just listening to him talk about something else and another idea another concept. And then, you know, go back and listen to that one again, because as I'm making notes, you know, anyway, I ended up buying into the program. And then it was a 13 month program where it broke down a lot of these things he's talking about into, you know, chapters or even books. So now you got a set of books to review and go through, and it was very helpful. Like, and he could explain it in in such an easy way. Like, it, it just resonated with me, right? So I picked up on it right away. Really liked what he said and his story and everything. And I, I, I mean, watching him every day on videos or reading something that he's done or suggested, you know. And I really thought I was going to meet him one day. But on February the 3rd of this year, he passed away. And uh, I was really disappointed that, wow. that he passed away. And I, and I felt sad. I really wanted to meet him. I really thought I would meet him. And his name is Bob Proctor. For anybody that knows Bob Proctor, the Proctor Gallagher Institute. Yeah. yeah. Like he's been at it for 60 years. Wow. 60 years is a long time. And he's developed some excellent programs and just the way he can explain how your mind works, you know, and the paradigms that we have, you know, you're, you were just mentioning, you know, when you were doing some of these jobs that weren't suited for you, you thought it was your problem, right? Yeah. (laughs) But, but we all have these beliefs in our mind that we're born with, that were developed by our parents. Because they thought it was the right thing, our teachers—they thought it was this was the right thing—and you know, people that we've worked with, our friends, you know—and but in the meantime, it's it's not a lot of that that we believe is not even true, and they're mistakes that we're told, and they just get generated from you know culture to culture or parent to child to grandchild to yes. great-grandchild
0: you know and so often it does come from a good place from wanting to yeah. give your children the best and
1: yeah you know like go to school them. go to school work hard get good grades and get a good job when you land a good job keep it <laughs> right you know you'll have benefits you'll get a pension and
0: it's mm-hmm. like wow well, you'll you have health insurance you can't leave your job they're giving you health insurance
1: <laughs> yeah but in the meantime your soul is just dying you know mm. and it's just too hard to go to work every day and when it gets like that well then you know you gotta quit and just work yourself into that you know, when you when you know your job is not fulfilling it and you got to drag yourself in there and you don't like the people you're working with and you don't like the work you're doing, how long are you going to keep doing it? You know, so when you're yeah, well, when you're finding your way, it's uh, you got to ask a lot of questions. Right. So the first question is, you know, you're at this point in your life. Who are you? my machine is blinking off and on i'm not sure if yours is or not
0: i'm not seeing any issues on this side
1: just cut out twice and then repopulated itself on the web page it seemed like but
0: uh
1: as long as yours is working that's all good mine's
0: working so hopefully it's going out okay okay.
1: so so yeah we're just talking about finding your way and you know how do you find what you want right so you can i um, listening to one gentleman, uh, Dean Graziosi, another good mentor, and he's a high energy guy, a big marketing guy, so positive, like so positive, comes from a real rough background, you know, growing up was tough, you know, and I didn't have that background, but I related to the guy, you know, like just the stuff he was saying was, was pretty good. In, in sales, you get to experience a lot of that stuff. And uh, just his positivity was what attracted me to him, you know, mm-hmm. and it's so good to listen to. So, yeah, he's got a few books and stuff too. But uh, he was saying, go and ask some people what you always talk about, what you are good at, right? What do they think of you That's like as
0: on, on Facebook they have that meme that goes around that's like, if I were going to give a TED talk on anything, what do you think it would be? And then you right. get that feedback from your friends of what they yes. think that you're really passionate about.
1: Yeah, because, you know, you might be thinking about it all the time and talking about it all the time, but not even realizing because you're stuck in this dead-end job and the kids are driving you crazy. And, you you know, you're, you're supposed to be here and there and somewhere else. So you're driving all the time and frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't even know it until someone starts asking you questions. So you're at this point in your life. Did you think you would be that much further? Who are you? Like, who are you? Strip away all the labels. You're not mom, you're not dad, you're not son, you're not friend, you're not, who are you? When you look in the mirror and it's only you, who do you say you are to yourself? You know, are you a good person? Do you like yourself? Do you hate yourself? do you you know you got weight on you you're out of shape how do you look at yourself like your self image you got to love yourself first mm. you are the most important person in your life so you got to start looking after yourself who are you ask those questions so trying to determine what you want you know you got to determine who you are and then you got to determine where you are you know, you're at this point in your life and no good to feel down about it or mad or upset. It's like, take a breath and start to realize like you're becoming aware because you're asking some of these questions. All of a sudden now it's like, oh, hmm, never thought about it like that or I never thought about it at all. Uh, mm-hmm. so this is pretty interesting. Yes. So and it doesn't happen from reading a book doesn't happen from listening to this podcast or anyone in particular, you know, because we've all got shelf help, right? We call it shelf help. You read it. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. I got to do that. And it's like, yeah, there it is on the shelf for the last 10 years. I even (laughs) Read it until today, but I read it. Right. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an awareness, first of all. So if you can be aware of your thoughts, Just be aware of what you're thinking, and once you start to do that, and realize, you know, catch yourself when you're being negative. If someone says something, yeah, but you can't really do that. It's like, wait a minute, that's that's negative. So just remind yourself, oh, probably shouldn't do that. And (laughs) stop being
0: negative.
1: Well, the more aware you are of your thinking the more you'll catch yourself doing negative things and thinking about yourself the same way. You know, it's like, ah, oh, stupid. What did I do that for? I dropped it, look, and spilled it. You're so stupid. You know, and you can't talk to yourself like that either. That's, accidents happen. If you were perfect, you'd be doing something else, right?
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so you can't talk to yourself to say, you know, stupid. I hate myself. I hate this. I hate that. That's, that's really hard way to, live your life so not that everything is positive and rosy but just being aware of how you think will really that's the first step awareness right so you become aware and then start writing and people just I don't know some people I talk to are not interested in having a journal you know, in a diary and all that. It doesn't have to be a journal or a diary. You can write it on a sheet of paper, but just the practice of writing makes this thing work that much better, right? Mm-hmm. So you, it causes you to think. So if you have some questions, you know, who am I? Where am I in my life, in my career, in my relationship? Where am I going? where do I want to go? Do I have goals? (laughs) You know, I got goals for today. Well, I'm hoping to have lunch at noon, right? (laughs) Because yesterday I was late. (laughs) I had lunch a quarter after 12. (laughs) Still had to work back to work at my desk at 1230, right? I mean, you know, is that the life you want to live? Probably not. A lot of people are stuck in it. You mentioned it right at the opening, you know, when you're stuck and you're, chasing that job that you've been in for way too long and you don't enjoy the people you're around or what's happening and yeah that makes it really tough so when you're writing things down you'll start thinking differently uh, you'll see a pattern uh, but you really have to find the time to write those questions down and write those answers down And then when you start to see the patterns and you're starting to change that into a habit, and it could be just take 30 minutes. Remember when a friend of mine, uh, a guy I used to work with said, well, I'm I'm, I'm getting up half an hour early and I'm going to give myself 15 minutes to read. And I just, I had already been reading. (laughs) I've been reading now for four years. I've never really taken reading and studying seriously since i left school or if i did a i did a life insurance course a few years ago so i studied that uh mm-hmm. stock brokerage i studied that you know but nothing study every day i don't have to study every day well doing the bob proctor stuff i did want to mm-hmm. i you know i'll read late into the night if i have to but something gets read or some video gets watched or somehow I'm working on me, right? Because that's what it is, I'm working on me. So take the time to create a habit, at least 30 minutes and just find a quiet place, calm your mind, breathe, and then just start thinking about things you'd like to have. Do You want a new car, Do you want a new truck, do you want a new job, do you want a new wife, do you want a new child? You know, some of those things you can work on, others work on you, right? Work on you. So there's uh, there's another, well, that's part of the awareness as well. Like you start writing and you start writing down things you want. And pretty soon, you know, you start thinking about it. If you're thinking about it every day about something that you want, it's like, well, I don't know how I'll ever get that. That's not your job to know how, it's just your job to know what it is, find out what it is, search your mind, get creative, use your imagination, you know, Um, all those things, like if there's something that you've always thought about, but never going to mention that to anybody, you know, I want to be a movie star or I want to, I want to be a doctor or, you know, but it's too late for me now, well, Hey, if you got a passion for it, it's never too late. You'll find new energy by doing something that you were getting excited about, right? Mm -hmm. So if that becomes, you know, the drive or the passion and you light it on fire, you will have way more energy for everything. Your days will become more productive. You'll be feeling better. You'll get in shape easier, quicker, and you're just going to change your attitude towards things and realize that, Hey, this is what I want. All right. Well, nobody's stopping you, but you.
0: Mm, that right? is so true. And you can do a pretty good job at stopping yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we all do. Right? <laughs> there's a, there's a book that Bob Proctor mentions, um, psycho cybernetics. Hmm. So it's like a thermostat in your house, right? So you turn the thermostat up to 72, you're sitting around, everybody's comfortable. we turn it up to about 20 here in Canada. We're comfortable at 20, but we're on Celsius, you're on Fahrenheit. So, uh, Mm -hmm. So let's go at 20 or 72, right? Nice and comfortable. And then all of a sudden someone goes out, didn't close the door, doors open, it's January and things are cooling down in the house. The temperature is, dropping down off of 20 or 72 into 70 or 68 and the furnace kicks in because it knows that's my job it's to get you back on track and get you back to 72 mm-hmm. right that's where it's set and the book i haven't read it yet but that'll be the next one on the list <laughs> um uh, the the book uh, as he talks about it your mind has that thermostat so if you're making fifty thousand dollars a year and the most you've ever made was sixty five thousand then you will not accept a job for more than sixty five thousand dollars and it's funny how we find that Mm -hmm. and being an entrepreneur you know i've been fortunate enough i've had a year where i made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and it was pretty exciting and we really enjoyed it <laughs> those years you know fell off and then you start thinking differently and it's like oh man you know what do i need to do you got to just think bigger right your your mind has what we call the paradigm the set of habits and beliefs that keep you stuck at whatever level that's going to be you're you're stuck there okay well how do we get past that well start thinking about things become aware ask yourself those questions those tough questions who am i where am i where am i going what what have i set for goals you know and then as you as you become aware as you set goals as you start to lean towards those goals and if If you're doing things on a regular basis that you don't enjoy don't do those things and you know keep writing and keep listing things and keep starting to believe like it just doesn't happen overnight so you got to create some little habits and if you can push out those habits out of your paradigm and shift your paradigm to think hmm I guess I really can do that I just did <laughs> okay my next goal is a little bit more a little bit higher mm-hmm. so you know all those things um, it's really about how you think and how you think about yourself and how you think about others I guess you know your, your purpose is to serve and help others and so be creative In doing whatever it is that you want, as being passionate about, you know, helping people with their marketing, right? You found that finally, right? You went through all those jobs (laughs) and and didn't know, and then you landed on this one, and it's like, hey,
0: you're good at. Yeah, completely different experience. Yeah. Right. But that money mindset stuff and the limiting beliefs around money, it's very powerful. It's hard to push past. Oh, Um, yeah. Well, even like a fear of success, a fear of being too visible. Like, I want to succeed, I want a thriving business. But then the other half of you going, Yeah, but then, like, what if you can't perform? What if something goes wrong? What if, you know, and it's like trying to keep you small.
1: Well, part of the exercise of writing things down is a what if scenario. But I use it completely you opposite. Use it in a positive you just way.
0: say, I already know. <laughs> You're doing it in a glass is almost half full way. Yes,
1: Yeah, it's not quite empty. It's almost half full. Um, so part of the exercise, we write things down, right? Write things down that you want. That's how you start. What do you want? Do you want a new truck? Okay, well, say you want a new truck. So don't worry about getting it or anything else. And write it every second line, right, on the page. So just take a full page and use every second line, what do you want? And write that sentence in. Then go down through and under every line of things you want, write the reason why you can't have it. because there's a reason you can't have it, right? Can't get that new truck, you don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. Can't get that new vacation, can't get the time off, can't afford it, whatever the reasons are, write it underneath why you can't do it. Then do the what if scenario. What if I had enough money to buy the truck? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What if I had enough money to go on vacation? What if I quit my job and got healthier and had way more energy to do what I want? All those what ifs, put them into as part of the exercise. And pretty soon it's like, okay, wow, you know what? You've got, you know, if you took 30 days and really kind of made an effort, Make an effort for a week.
0: <laughs> Make an effort
1: for 30 seconds to just stop. Close your eyes. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Take a breath. Let your mind slow down. Just slow it down. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> when you start slowing your mind down, then you can think better. If, you, if someone says something to you, you don't want to react. I, I've never been, I can't say I've never been quick enough to react because I've got a pretty good wit, pretty sharp wit and I'm pretty quick, right? And when it comes to making some jokes or carrying on a conversation with a bit of fun in it or whatever, then I can do that. But if someone actually came up to me and said something to me that, you know, was meant to hurt me or embarrass me or whatever. I don't think I'm fast enough to react because I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings or, you know. um, And that's not always the case, certainly. And I've have reacted in the past, but I got to take a bit of time, run that through my mind, what they said. Why did they say that? Did I do something? Am I wrong? You know, I got to run that, Play that scenario in my mind. they say
0: on Reddit, am I the asshole?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) And so then if you react and you blow up and you come back and you swear at them or whatever, then that's a reaction. Excuse me. Tickle there this
0: morning. (laughs) We're making you talk for too long.
1: Yeah. If you slow your mind down and you think about things, then you would respond if someone said something to you in that way, right? So a response is better than a reaction, mm. right? So you just want to respond. You want to slow your mind down, think about things, take it easy. If, it's, if, if things are just so confusing and so frustrating, something's got to change. And usually, or not usually, but in some cases, people will have a heart attack or a stroke or just get so stressed out, they'll panic, panic attack. And and then, then your mind is on fire thinking all, all the wrong things. I'm gonna grab a glass of water, <laughs> be right back. Uh,
0: Okay, we don't usually have an intermission, but I guess that's what we're doing today, because you never know in a live show what's going to happen. Um, I think it's interesting if you look back at the past few weeks of interviews here, the same themes come up again and again and again. A lot of different stuff around the importance of mindset, and people it up in <laughs> different ways and different examples, but... Um, I think that we have the same themes always return because they're true about how important our mindset is to success. Welcome back. It's everything. It's (laughs) ninety-five
1: percent mindset. Mm -hmm. Ninety-five percent mindset. You got to learn to do things in a certain way. You have to learn. Well, you got to learn to do certain things too. Find a craft. (laughs) Get good at it. Focus on it. Don't be distracted. You know, that was my problem for
0: mm, that's four years. Right
1: <laughs> four years. Yeah. And that's, Once it gets that's challenging the and you're
0: like, well, something else might be easier. Let we'll me try that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or just more lucrative or more interesting or, or whatever. Always more lucrative, hopefully. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when we... Um, we we decided to move here uh, at the end of last year. So we move out now at the end of the month. So we got another 28 days here. And, uh, you know, this was our dream property, right? A four acre lot outside of Calgary. Um, loved everything about it, right? And anyway, it was just, you know, I wasn't working, finding the right thing to earn enough to get comfortable, to be comfortable, to be able to, you know, spend some money on the property to be able to travel. And so things were getting tight. And the tighter it got, all this up here just shut down. Everything I was learning was shutting down. I was like, no, you know. And then as I'm trying to find a client, it's like desperation. We well, got to have that client,
0: right? That panic state, and not good. That is
1: just not a great, not a, at all a good way to do business. So, um, I mastermind with a friend of mine and a couple of other guys every now and again. And uh, he was really struggling as well. And he told me he had to, like, the bills were piling up, the jobs weren't coming in. <clears throat> and he got another email. It was a, like an $800 bill attached to it, right? And it's like, ah. and he lost it. <clears throat> and he said, Through that whole freak out that he did, he had to surrender. And I thought, wow, that was, that's perfect. That's that's what we did here with the property. We're in a hot market. We could take advantage of it. We could, you know, unload, downsize, change, right? Mm -hmm. Change, we sold the house. It was like, oh, it's a big deal. Well, it is if you, want to make it a big deal? or yeah. Hey, you turn the page, right? Here's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Turn the page and you know, now what are we going to do? Right. In a good way, not, oh my God, now what are we going to do? It's, <laughs> what do you yeah. To do?
0: You gave <laughs> yourself some breathing room. You gave yourself a new, a new. Yeah. Sport.
1: Yeah. So, so now we're in that process, I guess, and excited to make the next move. We found a place, so um, now we've got a month to move into it. it takes all the pressure off, right? So we yeah. Decide, it's
0: gonna be okay. Well, the furniture doesn't
1: quite fit there, uh, <laughs> so we don't have to take that furniture. Or use this. Don't use that. Storage for this. Storage for that. And anyway, that's a bit of a process too, but it's change, right? And if you know, if you're looking to do what you want then you're probably going to have to change something and if you're not Mm -hmm. going to change anything then nothing's going to change (laughs) i'm sure there's another way we could twist that uh that phrase around
0: yes that's a good point you have to be willing to let some things go to be able to blossom into whatever the future is
1: yeah and don't don't look back thinking oh i failed never you only fail when you quit or give up right that's when you fail but if you need to adjust you need to change you know my like everything I've done in the last three years has prepared me for my future Like I didn't sit around and just mope around and couldn't find a job I didn't really I don't want to find a job (laughs) I'm my job you know so yeah. So as an entrepreneur, you know, good times, bad times, struggle up, struggle down, like be all around, but never give up. Mm-hmm. So as we advance now, we're going to rent for 12 months and then we're going to look for a new house. Right. So it's just a real good opportunity to take a bit of time. Uh, we're going to go home for a couple of weeks in July with the family. So get to enjoy wow. that too. See my mom and dad yeah. and um, you know, dad's 92. Mom will be approaching um, mid to late eighties.
0: <laughs>
1: if she ever saw this, she'd, she'd be
0: lying. And mom is turning 49.
1: <laughs> Again for
0: the
1: <laughs> 40th time.
0: Somehow mom is younger than me, but that's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting time for us. It's a change. It's, you know, I've never, I've always been a risk taker, I guess, you know, just, I don't know. Yeah. The first opportunity, one the, of I the jobs.
0: Like, like a bird, you just like jump into the air and, and expect it to hold you. And it does.
1: Well, um, I'm not sure where i heard the phrase but um, you know your parachute won't open until you jump mm, right fair point so you know if we're just building a parachute but we're afraid to jump we won't know if it works She <laughs> so must have me, some
0: way of testing parachute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah jump jump in the water i guess or some somewhere you're gonna survive the the land, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, so yeah, the last three years just kind of teaching me about me mostly, and then how to create that into a business with the Proctor Gallagher Institute. So I was doing, um, or I did some network marketing with a group that I was, I was pretty keen on it because it wasn't paper towels and, um, uh, you know soap. it was uh utilities mm-hmm. and so electricity and even phones you know phone plans and uh, electricity gas <clears throat> phones there was uh, security systems for your house you know all these things that are repeatable right and network marketing of course you know you find people to come in under you and the more people they get the more people you get the more people they get and make millions right um it was a tough gig and i heard uh from one of my leaders in there that i was uncoachable and i thought oh i was a little pissed off about hearing it actually wait a minute i'm not uncoachable and the more i thought about it the more i realized yeah well She'd been telling me all kinds of different things to do because this is the, you know, the network marketing program that you must follow. Right,
0: you're supposed to follow along the online whatever you know, they've like, been doing.
1: Well, I'm a seasoned sales guy. You know, I've been in boardrooms, I've been in tiny shops, I've met clients, and you know, I'm used to meeting people. I don't have any issues like that,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so I wasn't paying attention to what she was saying, and I wasn't doing the things she was telling me to do. So in her eyes, I was uncoachable, but I got all the excuses in the world why I was uncoachable. <laughs> <laughs> but if I wasn't going to learn from her, I was uncoachable. So it was it was interesting to hear that, and then just, again, start thinking about what you're thinking about. You know, why didn't you do any of those exercises? Why didn't you get your database in your phone and start calling people you know to make a success of it people don't mind a phone call but if you're calling them every week people do (laughs) yes some people do
0: millennials we do not like phone calls
1: (laughs) yeah well i guess not that's true but for my whole career uh in sales of geez 30 years now getting close to 30 years anyway the phone has been the the only means you know and um going forward i mean we've got a lot more social media which you're going to help me with thank you um but but the phone was you know cold calling right here's your list of people to call you know uh, probably with three or four columns on it a name and a phone number call them and see if they want to buy an investment call them and see if they want to learn about something or whatever the deal was that's yeah. how i made a living and there's only one phone call that i remember that i really pissed somebody off and i pictured it in my mind after the phone call it was like wow that guy must have been up on a ladder with a paintbrush in one hand and a light bulb in the other trying to screw the light bulb in with one hand Into the fixture up on the step ladder. You
0: have to call and ruin it all.
1: (laughs) And I call, and the phone is in his back pocket. So now he's got to put the brush under here and he's got to get his phone out and he's got to answer the phone. And I said, Yes, would you be interested in an investment?
0: Fuck. fuck."
1: He just freaked right (laughs) out. That's how I pictured him. And that was the only time. I mean, if you're courteous on the phone, someone's either not going to answer and it's going to go to voicemail or He's going to answer it and freak out with you. But of all the times, and I've tried to coach people on the phone too, like to make phone calls in our office, you know, like, hey, well, here's your list. Let's go through it. You're going to screw it up 10 times, but on the 11th time, it's going to flow and you're going to feel a lot better about what you're saying. You're going to know what you're saying You're gonna believe in what you're saying. And you're going to make a sale. No one to get past four or five. Oh
0: my goodness. <laughs> you
1: know, You'd always find something else to do. No, I don't want to make any more phone calls today. It's like, okay, well, you know, then you just, you just, hey, how you doing today? And you <laughs> always give the person a chance to respond before you go into any big long blurb. It's like, hey, this is Steve. I'm uh, calling you from Triview. Um, would you be interested in looking at some of the investment opportunities we have? <laughs>
0: But again, I see how your attitude towards yourself is what helps you to be successful. Because if I get somebody angry on the phone with me, what am I doing? I'm blaming myself. I'm thinking about what a terrible person I am for having called them. It would never occur to me to think about, oh yeah, maybe they were, you know, what's going on in their life that made them sensitive or tense about it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it. It's, it's what's going on in their life. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're sitting in a comfortable office with your coffee, you're making a phone call. You're great. (laughs) And all of a sudden they get pissed off. Well, what are they getting pissed off about? Something in their life. And they're just using the phone call as the the vent. Right. So, so
0: but in the four agreements. Because I definitely get derailed into everything is my own fault. And, you know, I don't, given up to like, there's other things happening in the world. It's not all about you.
1: (laughs) Well, that's right. Right. Nobody cares. And I've come to learn that from the Dean Graziosi uh, program that we did, the Knowledge Broker Blueprint, which was an excellent program. Um, We had to, you know, write out things and then read them into the camera you know, so we're going to now post this video on Facebook. I it's like, I'm not posting this video on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not posting this video on Facebook. And you read it again and do it again. No, nope, I'm not posting that one. No. And it, eventually it was like, I think it was probably the third or fourth exercise, like three or four days into the program. You know, I was like, yeah. I've seen some of the people because everybody posts on that Facebook page, right? So I can certainly do better than some of the people. Can't do as good as all the people that, you know, there's a whole bunch of them up there that are really knowing what they're doing, but I can do it. So I took the camera, shot it, 30 seconds, posted it and didn't get one like or one comment. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, nobody cares. Nobody's really watching anyway, right? so that was the first like but to do that like what a huge hurdle that was it was like oh that's uphill
0: all the way out of your comfort zone there
1: yeah right and and i can stand in front of a group and i can present and that was all sales right did that all my life so no problem there but to put it on on video on facebook (laughs) yeah no right so (laughs) But anyway, getting over that hurdle, no problem. And then uh, probably last year, Matthew Bigger here in Calgary did a 30-day challenge, 30-day video challenge for LinkedIn. So now, not just is it on Facebook, but now it's LinkedIn challenge. So it's uh, I think it was keep the videos under two minutes. He'd give you a topic to speak about during the day. And then a tip on how to present, or how to angle, or how to you know show the right side and get the lighting correct on your you know whatever you're doing, which I probably haven't done very well today.
0: (laughs) But my cat chewed through my ring light, so work with what we have. My cat eats wires.
1: (laughs) Got a new light here myself.
0: Ooh, nice. Get that set up.
1: <laughs> we get set up in a new place. Sweet. Yeah. So, sorry, we were on a tangent there. I think, and
0: uh, we're gonna have to wrap up pretty soon, though.
1: Okay. Well, I love
0: chatting with you, but I've got a meeting at two. So. Okay.
1: So we're two minutes away.
0: We got we got ten minutes left. So okay. what what big takeaway would you like to leave people with?
1: uh attitude is probably one of the first things you show anybody right is your attitude and if it's shitty everybody's gonna know and nobody's gonna want to deal with you and so if you can smile and see the glass half full even if you gotta fake it for a little while you'll really appreciate the response people uh provide as opposed to a reaction because uh, a shitty attitude, lots of times will get reactions and it just helps compile, you know, your self-loathing and just, you know, everything gets frustrating and mean and, and that's no way to treat yourself. So have a good attitude that you can present to people and then be grateful for everything you have that's another full course about being grateful. Like being grateful to be able to see, be grateful for your breathing, being able to walk or being able to talk to someone or watch TV, you know, whatever it is, be grateful and write it down. Write it down. Start your day with 10 things you're grateful for. And it's a great way to start your day. You'll feel better being grateful sets you up for receiving as well. So if there's some energy that you're waiting for, some ideas that you're waiting for, being grateful will set your mind up to be able to receive it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so yeah, have a good attitude, be grateful. Um, There was something about the glass half full. (laughs) You had mentioned a while back, I wanted to bring up again, but uh, I can't think of what it was right now. I uh, just, I did have a few notes. There's a couple of tips okay. I found from uh, Lolly Daskell. I have no idea who she is, but uh, if there's a better way to do something, find it. That comes with change, right? If there's a better way to do something, find a better way to do it. Because if it's frustrating or time consuming or you're just not enjoying it, then stop doing
0: it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you got to make time for yourself, right? That's, that's another thing we talked about with self-image. Um, in order to have a good attitude, I think, You probably got to have a good self-image and that that is a a constant thing to think about because if you don't have a good self-image everything you do uh you know you tear yourself up about right it's like stupid i'll never get to do that or whatever right it just it just adds to that pile of confusion and self-loathing and
0: it holds you back hmm? It holds you back because you don't believe yeah. in yourself. you don't believe that you can absolutely do these big things.
1: Yeah. And
0: that energy that you have w- with
1: a good attitude and being grateful, you know will attract energy like that. If you've got a shitty attitude, and you hate yourself and you're down on yourself all the time and you don't do much, you're gonna attract that, right? So, you know, if there's something that you want to do, start thinking about it, start thinking about yourself, think about how you present yourself. You know, do you need a new wardrobe? Do you need to dress up a little bit more? Maybe a haircut, get a shave, get a new shirt, new jacket, new pair of pants, new pair of shoes and show up somewhere at some networking event and see Mm -hmm. how people approach you, you will meet people, right? But if you show up there and you're looking kind of sloppy and you didn't take the time to comb your hair or fix anything about your suit or iron your shirt. Then just
0: make sure you go in with a double big positive personality. (laughs)
1: yeah i mean not that that's a requirement but it certainly helps if people are going to be approaching you you know uh to meet people or anything like that just the attitude is everything right the attitude and the energy that you're bringing so um self-image like fix your self-image if there's something that you can do and it's a consistent thing you got to work on it every day You only have to be one little bit better than you were yesterday. Keep doing that every day. And then a week later, you're seven times or you've done seven things to improve your mindset and your self-image. And all of a sudden you start realizing, hey, I'm thinking better now. I'm doing things differently. And it's, you know, this is the work, right? So, So, yeah, you know, show up, take care of yourself, never stop learning because life never stops teaching. That was a good one, I thought. Yeah. The capacity to learn is a gift, the ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn will always be up to you. And when you're open to learning, you're open to growing. There.
0: I love that. Charcoal
1: Charlie's tip for the day. think and be positive and positive things will happen (laughs) it's true right Yeah. (laughs) and gratitude turns what you have into enough being grateful set your day up perfectly by writing out 10 things that you're grateful for every day and pretty soon hey you know what (laughs) I've got a lot to be grateful for (laughs) and hey you know what? We're doing all right. I think we are doing all right. We're doing pretty good. Man, we're doing really good.
0: <laughs> that's how it,
1: that's how it happens, right? It's a consistent mm-hmm. daily thing. You look after yourself, your attitude towards people, it'll all come back to you,
0: right? Indeed. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I think that was some some great insight and mindset tips so hopefully people got some good ideas and takeaways even if it's just one thing to be working on improving and learning and growing so that you can get out of your own way towards your success yeah Yeah. we're gonna click the end button now and wrap this up